welcome uh, this Sunday morning. Uh, what a big week we had. What is a great uh, VBS. Uh, averaged about 60, 60 and 69 each night. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing for the kids, but I will tell you, for the workers, I think it's more of a blessing. I think it's just, there's just a, something you get out of it um, that uh, uh, is just awesome to be a part of. And uh, we had salvations. We had uh, just decisions being made. Uh, parents got the clear presentation of the gospel. This place was packed on Thursday night. It was just packed. So uh, it was awesome. So welcome to our Fun with Felt series. So for again, my... Uh, uh, my disclaimer for those who are first time in the class, uh, you are not in the second grade class, but we might as well be. It's just as good. Um, we are doing our fun with felt, just going through some old Bible stories uh, uh, in visual form. Uh, maybe for some of us who didn't get to, uh, never did Sunday school and were in part of those. But uh, there's just something about seeing some, uh, some of the stories and bringing them to life. So uh, uh, we're doing our Fun With Felt series and uh, our memory verse for this series is Verily I say unto you from Luke 18, 17, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. The stories are for all of us from young to old. And uh, so we want to know them. We want to be able to share them with our kids, with our grandkids. Uh, we just want to know these stories. So we have been uh, all through the Bible so far. We've uh, really been uh, harboring in the, in the Old Testament. Um, and uh, uh, we, we have talked, actually we started uh, with the Maniac of Gadara and then kind of went back into the Old Testament uh, to kind of get some uh, background and we're just kind of working forward. And so we're going to skip areas just for time's sake. There's so many places we can go. We can do this for 150, 160 lessons. I don't think we need to do that. I think we just need to pick some nuggets and uh, see what the Lord has for us. And so we've, we've talked about David and Goliath. Um, uh, we've talked about the maniac of Gadara. Um, anybody remember what last week's was? Anybody have their notes? I'm just, Fall of Jericho, so, so we're in the promised land. So now uh, we're going to get into the kings, uh, back into the kings. So we're going to skip over Saul, uh, the first king of Israel, uh, David, the second king of Israel. And we're going to jump into his son taking over. We're with Solomon today. And Solomon, um, uh, there is so much uh, about Solomon, there's, and there's so much stuff in the Bible with the fact that he wrote Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Um, he just, he was the wisest man on earth. And how do we know that? Because the Bible says so. I don't think we need anything else. I don't think we need proof. I don't think we need to hold him up to, to Stephen Hawking's or who's, and he did. Oh, okay. He's dead. Yeah, that's right. He died. So, but he, he wasn't the wisest man. We're, he might be smart. He wasn't wise. Um, but, uh, we're going to see, and we're going to, we're going to learn a little bit about, um, uh, how he got that wisdom, and, um, and then uh, see some, some proofs of that wisdom uh, in his life. Uh, so we're going to be in 1 Kings, uh, starting chapter 3. We've got three scenes out of this, three scenes, two locations. Uh, first scene that we have, he's in the temple. So now he's in the temple, or he's not in the temple, he's in the castle that his father made. Uh, basically, probably the same bedchamber his father lived in. He is now the, the king of Israel. Um, uh, his, his father has uh, 
set him up as king. His father had many sons. Um, we're going to see a, a, a little, uh, I'm going to bring it up, but uh, we're going we're to learn about Solomon here. But do you remember another son that he had uh, who tried to overthrow him? Absalom. If you, when, if you study it out, you'll find that their character was totally different between Solomon and Absalom. Uh, Absalom was dead, but he, he was total opposite of what um, Solomon was. So 1 Kings uh, 3 is when we hear the story of, uh, it's the story of Solomon uh, getting a vision, or uh, getting the Lord speaking to him in a dream. So in his bed, uh, one night he is, he is king. Uh, the Lord uh, asked him and says, Basically, what can I give you? What would you like? You know, you, you, when our kids are o- obedient, we love to give them things, don't we? I mean, it's just, it's just fun. I mean, I get a blessing out of it. When, when they're not obedient, I really don't want to give them anything. But in this case, God comes to him and says, what, will you, what can I give you? What can I give you? Now, he is the king of Israel. They've already, he's already got wealth. He's already got some, you know, he's, he's been king. But he could ask for anything he wants. But he recognizes that he doesn't really know what to do. He recognizes that this, his father was a great man. His father was a man after God's own heart. Um, And he's like now in the reins and I don't know what to do. Now, I've been in that situation. I think uh, I just remember the... Uh, going into, uh, into the military after college, and I'm a, a dumb, that's the way we do it, dumb second lieutenant. And, I, I, and I've you know, got the, I'm, I'm, the world's ahead of me, but I am a dumb second lieutenant. I know nothing. But I'm supposed to be commanding flights and, and people that have been in the jobs, their jobs for 15, 20 years, and they're going to call me sir. I don't deserve that. But I had to, I was commissioned to do that. And so he's been commissioned to be king. And God says in Gibeon, God comes to him in in a dream and says, what can I give thee? And in humility, he says, I don't know how to lead these people. Your people. Please give me wisdom. God was ready to give him anything he wanted. But he asked for wisdom. And God, and, and so, so our number one t- today, uh, God blesses humility. It does take humility um, to recognize that we can't do anything in and of ourselves, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But we can't do anything. Uh, by humility, in Proverbs 22:4, by humility and fear, the fear of the Lord, uh, uh, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So let's get back, let's get into our Bible. 1 Kings 3, 9. Uh, we're going to start there. We're going to pick up. Um, so he, the Lord appeared to him in, in Gibeon in a dream, says, what will I have thee? And, and, so, and, and Solomon said, he talks a little bit about before this, he talks about his father and what he did for him. Uh, and now, Lord my God, in verse seven, thou hast made thy servant instead of David, thy, uh, instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child; I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of the people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. 
Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, and for who is able to judge this, uh, this so great a people. So he asked for understanding. He asked for wisdom. Have you ever asked God for wisdom? You know, it's very easy. Usually when you're in a tough situation, you ask God, you go to God. Many times we're, things are just going so well, we forget to ask for God to continue wisdom in our life. Uh, many times, if, hey, things are just swimmingly. Uh, the money's doing fine. Job's doing great. Economy's going great. Kind of forget to, to ask for that wisdom, ask for that understanding uh, of, of where, where you ought to be and where you ought to go. Um, so easy to just fall back into when things are bad. Now, he's got things going good. He says, well, everything's going good. I've been appointed you. Obviously, I know what I'm, I should know what I'm going to do. He could ask for anything, but he asked for, in humility, he asked for God's wisdom. So, uh, so, um, so we have a, a humble king who asked for God's uh, wisdom. Now, uh, moving on, we're going to see that uh, he, had some, he had some tests of that wisdom. If you go into 1 Kings uh, verse 10, keep going on verse 10 through 14. And uh, let's see this. Uh, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked thyself understanding to discern judgment, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there is none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall arise any like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as the father David did, then I will lengthen thy days. So the Lord gave him what he asked for and gave him so much more. He is ready to give us uh, so much more. And so um, when we ask understanding, those things come, in, even in today, they come. If you ask for wisdom, he gives counsel around you. He gives, uh, he gives pastors and he gives teachers and he gives church, he gives friends. He gives things that can help you make those wise decisions. He gives you examples of how to be a good parent with other people who've, who've, who've done it. Um, he gives you examples of things that have gone wrong that you maybe can go, I don't want to follow that path. But God can give you so much more when you ask for wisdom, when you, through humility, ask for wisdom. And he did this with Solomon. So his first test came as, uh, in the Bible, it's recorded right away. He was, he was, uh, uh, he was on the throne, had his guard here, well, had many soldiers, I'm sure. People would come to visit Solomon. People would come, they would line up, and they'd want to hear from their king. And they'd want to get counsel. They'd want to get judgment. They would want to get, you know, maybe a, maybe a lawsuit uh, against somebody. They wanted judgment from their king because he was the man who could make that judgment. There wasn't a Supreme Court. There wasn't a, a, what we see today. I, I like our system. Celie just got her first jury summons. 
the other day. I was like, welcome, all right, yeah. Um, so, but, um, but uh, there wasn't, they were there to see the king. And also word had started to come out that, hey, he's actually pretty wise. And so we have a situation here. Now we are in verse uh, 16. Um, and then there came two women. Uh, these women were harlots, actually. So they didn't have husbands, and they lived together under the same roof. So we'll put it right here. Lived together in the same roof, and then they are coming to visit the king. It was brought, basically this is a, we need you to make a decision, there, because there's no proof. These two women that live under the same roof, they, one had a baby, and in the next a couple days later, another one had a baby. And, no, and it says that no man knew that they had a baby or saw their babies. Uh, so, um, and then in the night, one of them died and, and took the baby that died and switched it with the other baby. And then now we have a claim here saying, hey, my baby's dead. So we have a lady who's coming to the king saying, my baby's alive and she took him and she gave me her dead baby that she slept rolled over. Um, and so, so they're arguing, and the other one's like, no, 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 this is my baby. She's the one that killed her, her baby. Um, so, you know, make a judgment. They're, they're having a discussion. They're actually probably yelling. And he's, he's thinking on this. He's pondering on this. He's watching these women. So his answer is, let's, uh, his answer is, give me a sword. Many of you heard the story. Give me a sword. And we will divide the baby in two, and we will give half to each. And in her yearning, the true mother said, no, 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 please don't kill this baby. Give it to her. She recognized, no, I would rather my baby be alive and with the wrong woman, but have life than for you to destroy it. Stupidly, the other lady says, nah, go ahead and kill it. Now, what mom would do that? But she would, she's obviously not wise. She, she says, no, 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 let's divide it. That was the answer. He, that's what he was looking for. In wisdom, he decided, no, give this, nope. You who brought the suit, you are the mother because you love this child and you want to see it alive. And he made a judgment in wisdom. Uh, uh, and there came two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house. And I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day that after I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also. And we were together. And there was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And the woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me and thine hand, as thy hand might slip. And laid it by her, in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. When I arose in the morning to give the child suck, behold, it was dead. When I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And he heard this testimony. He heard uh, the case before him. And the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before him in verse 24, before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child that no way wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. 
The king answered and said, Give her the living child, and no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw the wisdom of God in, was in him to do judgment. They saw that God was, so God blesses with wisdom. They saw the wisdom of God in King Solomon in his judgments. Have you ever, uh, you ever had some kids arguing and, and they, they each want, or, or you, you hand them each something, a piece of pie? Oh, his is bigger than mine. No, his, uh, his is bigger. So my parents, they, um, they came up with, um, I have an older brother. He's a year older than me. And we were, we were stupid. We would fight all the time. Not emotional fighting like girls, but we'd fight. And, uh, and I know David and Jonathan, I know you guys fought all the time. So they, my mom just finally, she was tired of the bickering. She said, okay, if you guys are going to have a piece of pie, uh, Walter, you're older. You get to cut it. So cut the two pieces. And then, all right. He's like, all right. Now, John, you get to choose after he cuts them. I, I won't promise that I was gracious in it. But he learned that uh, uh, you better cut them evenly if you want them even. Wisdom. God blesses wisdom. The fear, if you, in Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. God has all the wisdom we need. He has it. It's available to us. If we just ask. And he blesses wisdom. He blesses wisdom. So, um, so Solomon asks for wisdom. He's giving judgments to his people. He's taking care of the people be, through the wisdom that God has given him. And he recognizes it's not his wisdom, it's God's. And we ought to recognize that. Again, we can do nothing in and of ourselves, but through Christ we can do all things. It is God's power. It is God's wisdom that we have the ability to tap into. And that's what Solomon did. Became the wisest and then came the, the wealthiest and the richest uh, and the greatest. Uh, of, it didn't, now, sadly, it doesn't prevent stupid decisions. Okay. You still need to follow the Lord. And God promised that if you follow me, if you're in my statutes, if you, if you follow me, I'm going to bless your life, continue to bless your life. And there are some, I, we could say unwise decisions, but just wrong decisions that Solomon made in his life later on. And he comes to himself in, in, in many of the Ecclesiastes about the vanity that, that, uh, that he suffered from. So, but God does bless wisdom. And we see that in this uh, story with the two harlots, the, the, two, the two mothers and the baby. And so, so not only did his testimony, not only did this, did this uh, spread throughout the people, it spread around the lands. In scene three here, um, we have not the, the women from, uh, uh, from his kingdom who were, who were wanting judgment, we actually have the queen of Sheba. She heard about the fame of Solomon. In fact, she heard it and didn't believe it. Um, she, she wanted to come, uh, and she didn't want to come just have a, a, a cordial talk. She was going to test him. And, and maybe that was a little vanity on her side too, going, oh yeah, so he's really so, so, uh, so smart and so wise 
I mean, she, she, she brings the normal train of stuff that you bring when you go visit a kingdom. She brings all the spices and all the things from her land, really kind of showing off, too. You know, I'm the queen of Sheba, and I've got all this stuff. Uh, but if we go into um, uh, 1 Kings, uh, let's move to chapter 10. And we're going to see this story about the queen of Sheba. And when the queen of Sheba heard the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. Okay, I'm going to prove him. She herself probably was educated uh, with the best philosophers of the time. Um, she, uh, so, so she's got wisdom in her own mind, right? She's got a, she probably brought a train of uh, mathematicians, different people with her that uh, could verify what he's going to say. But she wanted to prove him with hard questions. She wanted, to, uh, she wanted to knock him down a peg. I think. You ever, anybody ever wanted to knock you down a peg? You're so smart, smart aleck. You know, we say that to kids, so smart aleck, knock you down a peg. Um, but she was going to come prove him. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels and be that bear spices and, ve and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the, ki from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and his apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She saw the greatness that God had given him. God blesses, number three, good testimonies. He blesses good testimonies. Pastors talked before about when you're at work, when you're at school, when you're out in the world, people are watching your testimony. Whether they respect it or not, they're watching it. They might not agree with you. They might in quiet, but in your work environment, they're gonna, they're gonna watch your testimony. And they're going to see really how, how important is this God to you? Uh, I remember, probably Dustin can probably account to this, I remember being in the fighter squadrons in the Air Force. Man, a bunch of ungodly men. I'm just saying. There were, there were some wonderful Christians. Uh, God still has Christians in our military, and they, and they should serve. But, man, boy, just ungodly environments. And they would test you. They would, they would push you as far as you can. You sure you want to drink this? No, I don't. They're going to test your testimonies. And God blesses good testimonies. God blesses when you stay in his statues. When you stay in, when you make those commitments, you stick with them. And now we see that the Queen of Sheba, I mean, she had no heart left in her. I mean, wow. So I, I think this was good for her. I think she needed to see the God of heaven bless this king. Uh, she had no more spirit within her. In verse 6, and she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came, and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. 
Happy are thy men, happy are thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that bear thy wisdom. That struck me when she said that. Because she has people standing before her. She has servants. I wonder if they're happy. Maybe she, she, she you know, it, it could be like a, a boss in a, a, in a good company and a good Christian boss who, who has a great work environment and cares for his people. Happy are the people that work for him, whether they're Christians or not. Um, I've seen that. I've seen that in different things. I, I remember I, I, when I graduated college, I was waiting to go in the Air Force. I worked for Hobby Lobby, and it was the first time I'd ever gotten a, um, something. You know, he didn't write it, but it was sent out from the, from the president of the company, and it was a Christmas card. And he said, Merry Christmas. And then, and then he had the complete message of Christ in there. And, and with a signature underneath it saying, this is my Savior. And I, if you don't know about my Savior, this is how you can know. I mean, it literally attract a, 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 a message of salvation to me. He didn't know me from Adam, but he's a good boss. And there was a good environment. Um, I wonder if she had that. I don't think she did. And I think that's part of why her, her heart melted. Because when you have a happy people, when you have a, a people that are, that are cared for, you probably also have a strong people. You probably also have a strong army. You, you have those things that, that you need as a king. And so she probably, probably didn't have that. She might have had wealth. She might have had um, things. But she might not have had that. Blessed be the Lord thy God. There's where she, her heart was turned. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which uh, delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. She saw the, his testimony, and God blessed because of that testimony. So what do we do? How, do we, how does that impact us? We have a testimony to give. All of us. If you've been saved by the Lord, you have a testimony to have out in front of you. Hold tight to it. Don't ever let that. It's like your integrity. Don't ever give that away. Hold tight to that testimony. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Uh, this has been misconstrued many times. Your good works is going to get you in heaven. No. Because we love the Lord, because he loves us, I want to do good works. Not, I do good works so he'll love me. He loves me. He loves you. So, but let your light, let the people see God working in your life you do, through the good works. You do the good works, have a strong testimony, and let God be glorified in it. And he'll bless you. He'll bless your family. God blesses good testimonies. We all have one to give. And Solomon, it's such a, uh, this story is just such a reminder of that humility that we need when we go to God. In that new area of life, maybe as a, a, a getting married, maybe having children, maybe getting that, that job that you want, um, uh, whatever it is, the, the ascent of our lives to the descent as we're coming near the end, the humility, have it out in front. God, give me wisdom. In each step, step of our life. Because none of us has all the answers. God does. 
So if, if he's got all the answers, why don't we tap into that? Why don't we tap into him? So let, uh, ask for that wisdom. Let God bless you with the wisdom and let him bless you uh, with a good testimony. But get those. So Solomon, good story of, a, of the wisest man uh, because the Bible said so. God said so. You're the wisest man on earth. So uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, I thank you for the story of Solomon. I thank you for what you blessed him with and the testimony that he had, um, Lord, when he followed you and, uh, and, and all that you, we saw you do with in his life, Lord. And I pray that we tap into that. I pray that we just look uh, in a, with a humble heart uh, towards you for all of our needs and all of our necessities, and, and you will uh, bless and honor, Lord. We do love you. Just ask that you be with, uh, uh, be with us this hour, Lord, coming up. Bless our fellowship, bless our time together, Lord. Uh, but mostly, Lord, we pray that you are glorified today in all. In your precious name we pray. Amen.